welcome to a brand new year and episode of the He Said, She Said podcast. I am your co-host, Tony Vanicastle, and sitting across from me, um, uh, what is your name? I know what you're going to do. Yep, yep, doesn't matter. <laughs> I was so ready to use that, not going to lie, not yep, going to lie. I'm your co-host, Janelle <laughs> Mackey. Back at it in 2019. Finally, finally back at it. Been a while. Yes, Been we're going to try and stay on track with this. New Year's resolution, everybody. We'll see how long it lasts. Better last a long time because I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Yeah, me too. So should we so, jump right into it? Yeah, so what we decided to do since we've been off for a while is kind of go through kind of a recap of what happened last year and kind of give you guys a preview of what we expect to happen in 2019. So um, I guess we'll start with the NFL maybe. NFL? Sound good? Yeah, works for me. So we'll go all the way back to beginning of 2018 to start our recap. So I think we all know what happens earlier in the year. Playoff football, Super Bowl. So do we want to recap any of the playoff games or just want to talk about the Super Bowl? I mean, we can always start with the Eagles because obviously they're the champs. And Nick Foles being a legend, still being a legend to this day right now. Yeah, no kidding. One year later. Yeah, so I guess we can go back to that. Um, I mean, the Eagles were probably the best team pretty much the entire year. Um, they were, what were their record last year? With like 12-4 and four or something like that last year, pretty sure. Yeah, they call themselves the underdogs, but they definitely did not come out the underdog. Yeah, they thir- were on top, dogs on top, you know. Yeah, 13-3 last year. All about the year. alpha dog. 13-3 and three last year. Um, their defense uh, led them, pretty much led them the entire year. Um, beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, it was really fun Super Bowl to watch, but uh, Nick Foles pretty much a story beginning of last year for sure. Yeah, so Nick Foles obviously wins Super Bowl MVP. Carson Wentz comes back during regular season this year, gets hurt. Nick Foles takes back over, and Nick Foles is a playoff quarterback, I guess, because they took out the Bears, which Bears kind of took themselves out at the same time, but really boring Boring weekend of wild card football this last week. Now jumping into twenty nineteen, but yeah. So I, I think for the best team of twenty eighteen, probably the Eagles would probably be your, your best choice because obviously they're the champions. Yeah, exactly. And they're still in it this year, so you can't really go on, can't really go anywhere else with that. Um, I don't know. Mention I put the Chiefs probably as honorable mention. Yeah, Chiefs are definitely a talkable team. Patrick Mahomes is on fire. Um, Tyreek Hill doing really well. Travis Kelsey. There was the issue with. Kareem Hunt, unfortunately, all that spiraling. But even with all that happening, there's they haven't lost their swagger. They're still a red-hot team, and they did get the bye going into playoffs. So we'll see them against the Colts, I believe, coming into the divisional rounds. Yep. So that'll be a fun weekend because Andrew Luck is also most likely who will be winning comeback player of the year, having an awesome year. It doesn't even look like he missed however many seasons it's been. It feels like I haven't even seen him play in like five years, but – yeah, he's doing he's doing really well. So it'll be a really good quarterback matchup, young versus veteran, and just two great offenses right now. So, yeah, for the end of 2018, I would definitely say that the Chiefs are definitely one of the red-hot teams with a couple honorable mentions falling behind them, rising stars such as the Chargers, definitely a rising team kind of coming out of the flames. Um, Bears, definitely a team to talk about being that they're the only NFC North team that made the playoffs this year, which is kind of shocking because I think when we did our NFL preview, we both picked Packers and Vikings and both not the Bears. Yeah, so both the playoffs, yeah. It just goes to show adding 
Khalil Mack to that defense really did a lot for their their boost and everything is clicking with them. So a lot of teams that kind of came out of nowhere, Ravens, Lamar Jackson takes over for Joe Flacco and he's doing really well despite uh, losing his first round. Really, really great season for him having only played a handful of games going into the playoffs. I think he was seven, six and one going to the playoffs as a starter. So that's pretty good for a rookie, especially being like he was a fifth quarterback taken. Yeah. In so. The draft. Um, and we haven't even mentioned the number one and two seeds in the NFC yet with the Saints and the Rams having both outstanding years. Um, that flows us right into our best player of the last 12 months for uh, the NFL. Uh, I put Patrick Mahomes and Nick Foles. They've, those two teams have probably been the stories of the last 12 months, the Chiefs and the Eagles. So I said Mahomes probably be the MVP this year. Uh, I mean, he threw 52 touchdown pass, 50 touchdown passes, ran for another uh, – how did he run for? Ran for another couple, I believe. Um, 5,000 passing yards, just one of the best passing seasons of all time. He's a young gunslinger. Yeah, reminds us of, you know, one guy we, we like up here in Green Bay, Brett Favre. But, uh, yeah, he was he was probably going to be the MVP this year, first year as a starter. Um, then, obviously, we talked about before, Nick, uh, Nick Foles with the Super Bowl MVP and his magical run that he's had last year and he's still on this year. So um, those are kind of my choices for um, best player. With an honorable mention to probably like uh, Aaron Donald. Given the player of the year last year, 20 sacks this year. He was just unblockable for the Rams and is the reason that they uh, are the two seed and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, there's been a lot of fluctuating talk about who will win MVP. Uh, players like Drew Brees have cycled through there, Todd Gurley, but Patrick Mahomes is kind of the one that stayed consistent in that area. So it'll be really interesting to see uh, who uh, continues in playoffs, who meets each other, and who eventually makes it to the Super Bowl because I think – with all the teams that I'm seeing, it could be a really good Super Bowl matchup. And it'll be interesting to see what happens because you have the Saints and the Rams on one side and then Chiefs and Chargers and Patriots and Colt, like just really strong teams. So uh, it'll be really interesting. But the end of 2018 definitely was a lot different than the end of 2017, it seems like. A lot of different teams coming out of, coming out of their shells, really breaking out, a lot of young talent. So... The years to come are going to be a lot of fun. So Yeah, and honestly, every single team that's left in the playoffs this year, I could see being in the Super Bowl. Every single team. Even like the the six seeds that are in, in there, like the Eagles, I could definitely see them in, back in the Super Bowl. The Colts, I can see them getting the Super Bowl, no problem, because their offense is clicking right now. There's the only one really team that I can think of that I don't see making it. Who's that? Dallas. Yeah. They just don't seem out of Dallas all the teams. Th- Dallas would be my eighth choice. They're yeah. definitely the weakest team, in my opinion. That's not just because I'm not a Dallas fan. I'm just not sold on the fact that they could make it all the way. There's just too many other teams with too much talent in all different areas. So Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. But honestly, they're playing as well as anybody right now just because they, they started out at a very, very low record. Uh, let's see here. Where are my games here. They started out 6-5, and five, started out 3-5, and five, went to 6-5, 7-5, 8-5, 8-6. and, five, um, seven, five, eight and, five, eight and six. So they started 3-5, and five and it's – uh, ten and six, so they're on a roll pretty much right now. Their only loss coming to the Colts. Otherwise, they have a, a one, two, three, four, five. They've won seven out of the last eight, nine if you count the playoffs. Eight of the last nine if you count the playoffs. So they're they're as hot as any team in the NFL right now. So if they can stay hot, then you never know. But yeah, like I said, I can see any team making it to the Super Bowl. And speaking of the Super Bowl, who do you think is going to be the champ in twenty nineteen? Champ in twenty nineteen. Basically, whoever's of the eight teams left is going to win the Super Bowl. That's a tough one. 
I think my matchup is going to be, this is pretty bold, but I'm going to pick the Chargers from the AFC, and I'm going to take the Saints from the NFC. So I'm going to have a Saints-Chargers matchup, and I think out of the two, I'm going to have to pick the Saints. Okay. Shout out to Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, my roommate would be pleased to hear that one, but I think because you have the Saints and the Rams on one side and the Saints beat the Rams, so... I think the Saints have a lot of overall great talent, young defense kind of clicking, and on the Chargers side, again, same kind of thing. They have a strong strong run game, strong receivers. Uh, Phillip Rivers is in a groove, and their defense is doing really well. So, I mean, AFC is definitely the tougher side, in my opinion, because I think those are four very solid teams. You have the Patriots, Chargers, Colts, and Chiefs. I think that's a really tough side of the bracket, but... I think the Saints on the NFC side are definitely, in my opinion, the strongest one because the Rams do have some solid players, like you said, Aaron Darnold, and then on the offensive side you have Todd Gurley. But they also did get into a little little bit of a funk where they were struggling, and the Saints did too. But I think the Saints have, um, being led by Drew Brees, a veteran who has been in this position before, I think they just have a really – strong quality team going into this playoffs it's nothing new and they have a lot to redeem from last year too so they're going to go in with redemption and it's it's a tough call because there's a lot of really really close talented teams but I'm hoping for a lot of just really exciting football in these next couple weeks yeah I'm I don't want to be boring but I'm also taking the Saints come up the NFC because I just they got the one seed I don't see anyone beating them in the Superdome down in um down in New Orleans so I don't see them losing at home. I think that they are going to get all the NFC, probably beat the Rams again in the NFC Championship game. It'll be a really close game, though. And I I mean, I picked the Chargers at the beginning of the year to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC, so that's what I'm going to stick with. Um, kind of boring that we're picking the same Super Bowl. Again, not really again, but we both picked the Packers to win the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. No, let's not we talk We can talk about, about that. that later. Um, Yeah. So, I'm going to take the... S- I'll take the Chargers. You're taking the Saints. I'll take the Chargers to win them. Philip Rivers finally gets his due. Uh, he's been one of the best quarterbacks since he came into the league in 2004. And I think he finally gets his Super Bowl to match up with the other two quarterbacks in this draft class, Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. So I think he finally gets his due, gets a Super Bowl, and the Chargers finally get it done in the playoffs. That is my choice. I would and be okay seeing the Chargers win, though, just because as a Badger fan, we've seen Corey Clement get his ring, uh, James White get his ring. Why not give Melvin Gordon his ring? So And Derek Watt. Exactly. I would definitely be okay. There's, for the most part, I think all but maybe two teams that are left in the playoffs, I would be okay seeing win it. And you can probably guess the two teams that I don't care to see. Cowboys. Cowboys won. Patriots. Yep. <laughs> Patriots have won too much and not a Dallas fan. So any other any of the other six, I'd be completely fine with as long as it's fun football. Because, like I said, the wild card weekend, I could have probably taken 40 total minutes out of all four games. and Yeah, last 10 minutes of each game. Or, yeah. or the, maybe the first 10 of the Colts-Texans, because that game was over pretty quickly, I thought. But the I didn't watch the beginning, but when I did tune at the end, the Texans were starting to go on around. So they were making it a game. Yeah. So really, the last 10 minutes of each game was all that was worth watching. So would have been nice to get a little bit of my time back, but... I'm hoping for a little bit more fun football coming up 
Which we should. We have eight good teams left in the left, and I, I think it should be some pretty good games. I mean, the four obviously the the four by teams are probably the probably the four best some of the four best teams in the league. So getting them back into the mix this week that'll that'll help out the quality of football for sure. Do we want to talk about any of the teams that lost? Yeah, I don't have nothing nothing really to say. The Bears, except the Bears, are going to be a problem for a while, especially if Trubisky can figure it out because they have a really really good defense, and I mean. They're an inch away from being in this in the next round, so they're a double doink away. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, R.I.P. to the Bears, but they're going to be a problem for a while just because they are young and they have a really good defense. And if Trubisky can ever figure it out, they're, they're going to be a problem for sure. And I'm going to say the same thing about the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, after first year here, not playing a full year, I think that. He is definitely starting to figure it out at a young age, and I think that this Ravens team is going to start to be a little bit more dangerous too because at the beginning of the year, I don't remember exactly where I said they would be. I was kind of unsure, unsteady on my opinions of them, but I definitely think that he was the last drafted quarterback in the first round, and he's arguably one of the best ones. So I think he's definitely going to take a lot of leadership out of this year and we really don't know what we're going to expect from Joe Flacco where we'll see him but I'm expecting the Lamar Jackson era to take off and I'm excited to see what he's going to do with the Ravens in the next coming years yeah uh he just got to learn how to be an NFL passer I mean he ran the ball on average 17 times per game in the games he started and if you average that over a 16 game season that was number two overall behind Ezekiel Elliott for carries in the year. So that's not going to happen next year. So he's got to learn how to be an NFL passer. He uh, didn't He did not play very well at all in the playoff game because um, they forced him to stay in the pocket and make throws, which he is not that great at yet. But he's talented, and he can always get better at that. So I think if he can learn how to be an NFL, a really good NFL passer, there, tries them for that guy. Yeah, and I, I'd hope that he'd become a good NFL passer too because a lot of running quarterbacks don't make it very long in this league, injuries, just struggling to obviously pass the ball, get the win. So hopefully he can kind of become a dual threat in that sense. And he has the talent for it, so it's just something they've got to work on because there was the transition from Flacco to Jackson. So it was kind of more do what's comfortable for him to get the wins. And now this offseason they can focus on his weak spots and be more of a threat coming into next season. For sure. So what kind of stories are you looking forward to in 2019 for the NFL? Anything stand out? A lot of coaching changes, That's honestly. That's what I'm looking forward to. A lot of, a lot of like young, young offensive-minded head coaches coming into the league. Um, Packers hiring Matt LaFleur. Um, the Cardinals hiring Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, not, not really a young hire, but uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going after Bruce Arians as a head coach. So um, those are just the offensive-minded head coaches that are coming into the league, all in the Sean McVay mold. Um, I think that they are that's – that's what I'm looking forward to, basically. Um, just offensive-minded head coaches coming in the league and kind of changing how the game is played. Yeah, I definitely think that we're going to see some different things. Like, there was, I think, at the end of regular season, eight different teams in need of head coaches. So a lot of that is kind of what's going on the uh, the offseason outside of the teams that are in playoffs and some that are in playoffs because uh, – Dan- McDaniels from the Patriots did do some interviews with the Packers and I think he said that he's staying with the Patriots so not surprised there but yeah a lot of changes like that and a lot of teams are going to start to see a lot of different things out of these coaches and I think it'll 
help all those teams that have been struggling hope I mean hopefully kind of bounce back from that and like you're saying the young innovative minds um a little bit different especially like obviously us here in Green Bay going from McCarthy to LaFleur we're gonna see a completely different mindset because somebody that is coming out of McVeigh and he's taken some leadership roles and he's ready to take on this role so I'm excited to see how all these coaches will step up step into their roles especially young coaches it's kind of crazy because at our age some of these coaches are like 15 years older than us which is kind of mind-boggling or in Sean McVeigh's case like 10 11 years older than us (laughs) yeah it's kind of scary makes me wonder what I'm doing with my life but it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the young mind works as an NFL coach. For sure, for sure. So I guess we're both taking uh, Saints and Chargers to make it into the Super Bowl, and I'm taking Chargers, you're taking the Saints, and I'm going to win. I'm going to win. If you win, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be too bummed about it because, unfortunately, I don't have a team in the Super Bowl. And at the same time, I mean – I know I have this argument with my dad all the time. I'm like, Dad, I'd be okay with the Saints win. But then he brings back, well, what about the draft pick? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of – it is what it is. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of good talent in this this playoffs. It's going to be fun. going to be fun for sure. Yeah. So So, I guess we'll move on. You want to go to uh, NBA or NHL? Um, We can recap – NBA. NBA? Yeah. Cool. I, I'm on this. All right. So, NBA. Uh, last 12 months. We had the same champion, again. Same finals matchup, again. The Warriors and the Cavs. Was, honestly, it wasn't a matchup I wanted to see more if my team was going to be in it, the Bucks, But just because it's the best team, going against the best player. So, I mean, you can't really beat that. Um, James Harden was the MVP. Um, definitely deserved it. They were the number one seed in the West and became one game away from actually knocking off the Warriors to go to the go to the uh, NBA Finals. But, uh, yeah, basically the best team is definitely the Warriors. Uh, they coasted through the regular season, only went 58-24. and 24, But, I mean, you can't go wrong with, with picking the Warriors as the best team. I mean, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, they were all top of their game last year, especially in the playoffs. Um, they did almost get knocked off. By the, by the Rockets, because the Rockets were built to beat this team. But with Chris Paul's injury, it didn't happen. But, yeah, so Warriors were definitely the best team. Um, honorable mention probably over to the Rockets just because they almost beat them. And if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt in Game seven or game 6, they, uh, they might actually have knocked off the, uh, the Warriors, and they, they would have beat the Cavs in the finals. Uh, the Cavs were not a very good team last year. They were a one-man show with uh, – with LeBron, so uh, Warriors were the best team for sure last year. With honorable mention, I can't talk right now. To the uh, that's not good when you're on a podcast. Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, then we move to the best player. Um, I said James Harden won the MVP last year, and he's probably right up there in the talk again this year uh, for the MVP. He's been on a, on a just absolute tear lately, averaging like 35 points a game in his last few few uh, probably last 10 games or so. So. He's been killing it. Uh, he's 33.7 points a game for the entire year right now. Uh, but I think the leader in the clubhouse for the MVP this year is going to be my guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He, uh, he's just been on a really good really good pace this year. He's averaging, I want to say, like 28 points a game. 
Uh, 26 points a game, 10 re- uh, like 13 rebounds a game, which is crazy for a small forward. But he, uh, yeah, he's he's insane this year. And Mike Budenholzer, when the Bucks hired him, just unlocked his offense for him. And the Bucks went from an average team last year to one of the best teams in the league this year. They're 28 and 11 right now, um, with the best point differential in the NBA. So it's kind of an indictment on Jason Kidd. When with him last year, they were an average team with him, and now with Budenholzer coming in and probably being the leader for Coach of the Year, they're now one of the best teams in the league, one of the top probably three or four teams in the NBA. So I think they have a, definitely have a great shot to get out of the East this year. Uh, them are the Toronto Raptors who made the, a huge trade, trading for Kawhi Leonard, who we didn't know what was wrong with his knee for like months on end, maybe a year on end. But uh, he got traded to the Raptors, and he's playing like an MVP again. So uh, I think the Pacers... The Pacers are still a really good team. Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics all have a shot to get out of the uh, get out of the East and in the West. I, it's going to be the Warriors again. There's not going to really be a challenge. Um, LeBron got hurt for a little bit. He's still they're still in the playoffs as of right now, halfway through the year. But um, that was the biggest story I think of um, of the NBA season was. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James. Uh, he was he switched teams. Um, so when the second second or first best player, depending on who you ask, changes teams, that's always a huge story. Um, going from his hometown Cleveland Cavaliers, where he won them a championship, to the West Coast to play for the Lakers, um, always a huge story. And he's playing with a bunch of bunch of kids out there with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Um, and they took a while to get going, um, but then they started playing really well. Um, LeBron got hurt on Christmas Day against the Warriors, and the Lakers still ended up winning that game. So they know they can hang with the best teams in the league, the Warriors. So that would be a really fun matchup if that ended up happening in the playoffs. But I still think the Warriors are way too good, uh, have way too much talent to uh, not win and get to the finals and face one of those teams I talked about from the East. So I'm going to stay boring, and actually no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna hit the Bucks to win the finals. Bucks are gonna be the 2019 NBA champions. That face doesn't look <laughs> too confident, but they're gonna beat the Warriors. That's what's gonna happen. Just because Giannis is a beast, and that's what I want to happen. They haven't won since 1971, so it needs to happen again. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. The Warriors are gonna implode. They're gonna be. There's gonna be chemistry issues when uh, Demarcus Cousins comes back from injury and. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant are going to stay feuding, and yeah, that's what's going to happen. Nos- I'm at Nostradamus, my crystal ball over here. I-, I can see it right now. Giannis holding the NBA Finals trophy mm-hmm. and the Finals MVP trophy. Yeah, I-, I can see it. I can see it. You can see it. I can see Picturing it. Picturing it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so for this next year, I just want to see how LeBron fits in with the with the Lakers once they get into the playoffs because LeBron loves to take control of his team in the playoffs. Um, loves to have players around him that know what they're doing, have been there before, and none of the Lakers have been there before. They're all super young, never been to the playoffs. I want to see how LeBron handles that with a, basically a brand, entire brand new team. Um, that's what I'm looking for in 2019, and of course I'm looking forward to the Bucks raising the trophy. I think the deer. Fear the deer. Fear right? the deer. Yes, yes. Um, you got anything on the NBA? Um, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't followed it too much. I was trying and kind of trying to follow the Bucks and the Wolves and. No. 
not my cup of tea, but I'm trying a lot harder this year. I have been trying to follow it a little bit more, especially with all the Jimmy Butler stuff happening. I oh, kinda, yes, we got to talk about Jimmy Butler. Yes, um, because he did cause some issues with the Timberwolves, which is my hometown team. Yep. But they seem to be doing just fine without him. Until they fired their coach a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, but then their interim coach won, and he's the youngest coach to win a, what is it, like a debut game. Probably. I mean, it's it's – the heart heartwarming story. I mean, his dad passed away a couple of years ago as a, as the coach of the Timberwolves, and now he's the interim coach. Got the got the first win. Did it for Flip, as they said. Um, but yeah, he, the Warrior, not the Warriors, the Timberwolves. They uh, they're doing decent at the beginning of the year, but then the whole Jimmy Butler situation happened. Trade Jimmy Butler away, and now about forty five days ish after trading him to the Seventy Sixers, now he's got a problem with the Sixers coach. I think he's just a one of those toxic players. Yeah. That wherever he goes, he's going to cause problems. But it's unfortunate because he does have a lot of great talent and he could bring a lot to a team. But that toxic mentality can really ruin a career. So hopefully he either finds a team that is going to meet his needs or there's going to be somebody that's going to put him into his place and say, look, you have to follow the way we want to do it or you're going to be out of a job. So I think you could just tell that there was a lot of tensions with him and the Timberwolves just not caring about what was happening, not caring about his teammates, and your teammates have to be your family. So if you had get one guy in there who's all about himself, then it really brings down the entire team as a whole. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best players, can be probably one of the top twenty players in the league when he's not causing problems with his team. So uh, like I said, I think Giannis is going to win the MVP, and I think my other guy, my guy Luca Luca Doncic, I think he's gonna he's gonna win the Rookie of the Year. He's Probably going to be in the All-Star game this year, too. He's I mean, averaging 20 points a game, uh, seven rebounds, five and a half assists. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's 18 years old, 19 years old, but he's been a pro since he was 13 years old. Found his first pro contract to play basketball in Europe as a 13-year-old. Um, so he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing fine. But he uh, Like, I can't drive, but I can play pro basketball. He's technically <laughs> a rookie, but he's 19 years old and been playing professionally for six, six years now. But yeah, he uh, was a fit... I think the fifth, fourth pick in the draft to the, the third pick in the draft to the um, Hawks, who then traded them away to the um, Mavericks for Trey Young. But Luca's been killing it, even exceeding like anybody's expectations of what he would be this year. Twenty points a game that's hasn't been done by a rookie in quite a long time. So um, yeah, I think he's definitely gonna be one rookie of the year. Probably gonna be an All Star this year, just because he's got a whole bunch, a lot of fan votes and everything already. Like he's was already number two front court player uh, behind LeBron for the West. So I think he'll he'll definitely make – if that doesn't start, he'll probably make it as a as a coach choice to be in the All-Star game. So um, Luca, that's my guy. Um, shout out to Sam for making me make a bet that he would win an MVP before his 26th birthday, which is – I mean, he's got five years. He's uh, Seven years. Can't do math either. Can't talk or do math. <laughs> but uh, he's got quite a long time to, to get that. But, uh, yeah. I love my Luka Doncic, and yeah, that's my guy. Him, LeBron, and Giannis. So that's pretty good trio for my for my guys. Not biased at all with any of those nope. picks. Nope, not at all. Not at all. He said, she said. Hockey time. Hockey time. All right, so ready to recap 2018. 
obviously the biggest story coming out of 2018 it is was the caps yeah. ovechkin and the caps because the caps had never won either finally getting their name engraved on lord stanley's cup and they did it with a 4-1 series win over the inaugural at the time golden knights so that's just one of those moments I still think about, and it's just it gives me chills every time because you could just feel all the emotions with Ovechkin raising the cup, and unfortunately, season starts and you have to give the cup up. But I mean, what an what a season they had! What an off season they had too, just getting to travel everywhere with the cup. And honestly, I'm surprised that they were even able to get it back from Ovechkin because it's like his child at this point. But that's definitely the biggest story coming out of 2018 is Ovechkin in his 14th season, one of the best players of this era, and he finally gets his name on the cup, which is the ultimate honor in hockey. And it's it was indescribable just watching him live out his dreams and getting to hoist that cup over his head. And, yeah, that's... You're, speech- I, you're speechless right now. I know. I could literally talk about it forever, but I'm also so speechless over it because it was just so much fun watching them go through the playoffs, and everybody knew that he deserved it. So to see it finally happen, it almost felt like watching a movie. So without a doubt, that's the highlight of hockey in 2018 was finally getting to see Ovechkin hoist the cup and the Capitals because I think they've been a team for 44 years and they had never won it. So it was great for him, great for their organization. So it was really really awesome to see all that come together but like I said they won over the inaugural Golden Knights and later in 2018 it was announced there was a lot of hockey fans knew this was coming but it was officially announced that Seattle will be the next city getting an expansion team and they will begin play in the 21-22 season so still a few years out but now hockey fans have to stress over the expansion draft once again and I did not like that the first time. I will not like it the second time. I will probably be stressing out a lot watching that happen, but they will become a member of the Pacific Division in the Western Conference, and the Coyotes will actually move to the Central Division. So a little bit change there. Uh, when the Knights came in, nobody really had to switch around, nobody had to switch around their divisions. So that that's how that that's where they'll fit in to the league. And they don't have an official team name mascot. There is some kind of in the talks. Seems like the Sockeyes is kind of like the main one that's been talked about, but we'll see what happens with that. So that was kind of the big announcement. And then the same way you talked about LeBron James being obviously the biggest. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say? LeBron James. Yes, I did. So he was obviously the big uh, free agent talk in NBA. So I'm going to talk about the biggest um, signing in the offseason for hockey. So the biggest offseason move was John Tavares getting to go back home and live out a childhood dream uh, back to Toronto, and he is now playing for the Leaves, which you could tell that he was really happy about. He had, I think, uh, six teams that he had to choose from, and what better way to go than go back home and live out your dream? So he signed a seven-year, $77 million contract, so $11 million annual, and with the Islanders, he scored 37 goals, and He had 84 points before going into free agency, and he is not disappointing with the Leaves this year. He has currently 27 goals and 20 assists for a total of 47 points, and he 
has so what it is is um the leaves have scored over 60 percent of their goals when he's on the ice so he is definitely being a difference maker out there and the leaves have been a strong team even uh matthews did get hurt a little bit but having Tavares and matthews and Marlowe, they have a solid team so adding Tavares to this was pretty dangerous for the other teams in the league so he's definitely definitely living up to the hype he was without a doubt the biggest free agent talk so it's exciting to see what he's doing out there and I haven't really got a chance to watch them because I don't get a lot of hockey channels out in Wisconsin unfortunately but that's just how that goes so yes and it's very difficult to get my roommates to want to watch hockey sometimes yes that's how I feel so those were kind of like the the three big points of 2018 that I just wanted to recap so big moment Ovechkin and the Caps finally uh getting their names on the Stanley Cup Seattle officially announcing their expansion team and then the biggest offseason move was John Tavares so the best team of 2018 you think the Capitals obviously they're the champs I would yeah probably a Probably close second to the Lightning just because they were a really good team last year that definitely could have won the Cup last year, and they were the best team this year as well. Yeah, the thing was that the Lightning and the Cavs had to play each other, so that I probably would have rather had that be the um, the final, the final, but it it didn't matter because the the Cavs were going to win it. So they were definitely Cavs, definitely the best team out of that season, and this season it's statistically not even close it's definitely the lightning they only have eight losses and they're the only single digit loss team in the league and the next closest team behind them so they have 68 total points on the season and the next behind them are at least 10 points yeah the flames are 58 as we speak yeah with and the knights yep so the knights are yeah i have the division leaders written down and yeah, Calgary Flames are the closest to Tampa Bay. They have, Tampa Bay has 43 games played, 33 wins, 8 losses, and 2 overtime losses. So they're having a really good year, but the thing with hockey is you never know when come, like, come playoffs how it's going to fare out in those series. So arguably, like, they're, they're the best team right now. And Vasilevsky, he did end up getting hurt, their goalie. So for them to continue winning, even with an injured goalie, is incredible. So... They're, yep, they're leading the Atlantic Division. Capitals are leading the Metropolitan with 42 games played, 26-12-4 record, 56 total points. Those are both in the Eastern Conference. And then if we move over to the Western Conference, uh, the Jets lead the Central Division, 42 games played, a 27-13-2 record with 56 points. And the Pacific, which the Calgary Flames are the surprising uh, team out of all these ones that I'm listing off as division leaders they have 44 games played with a 27 13 and 4 record and 58 points so they're definitely the shocker team out of all that um I wasn't really expecting them to be as hot as they are no pun intended because they're the flames but oh my god but yeah so they're they're definitely the shocker team right there and um there's still a lot of hockey to be played they play like 82 total games so they have the NHL All-Star game coming up, which is kind of like the break in the season, and I think, unfortunately, Ovechkin backed out of it to focus on the second half of the season, so we won't get to see him in that. I'm not quite sure who replaced him. Official rosters have not been set due to the fact that there is the last man in, but for the most part, record uh, rosters are set, 
They're just waiting on those final votes to come in. How many times a day do you vote? I have voted for Zach Parisi a lot. Uh, you get 10 votes a day. So how, long, how many days have you been doing this? I think I might have missed one day. <gasps> now, yes. now he's going to lose. Don't even say that. <laughs> I think I missed one day because I checked my phone and it was like 12.01 at night. And I realized I missed the 24-hour window. But, yeah. He's going to lose by eight votes now. Don't even say that. I don't know if I'll ever, I don't even know if I'd want to hear. If he loses, I don't want to know by how many. But yeah, so that's coming up on January 26th, I believe. So that'll be kind of like the the break. But the current streaks in the NHL right now, there's win streaks and there's losing streaks. So the team with the best win streak right now, uh, Boston, they're on a five-game win streak. So um, we'll see how that continues. A lot of teams, uh, when I was checking around, kind of like a three-game win streak, one, two, three. But looking at the losing streaks, uh, the Senators, Flyers, and Ducks all are on eight-game losing streaks. Very unfortunate for them, but... Yeah, that's that's deserving. So that's kind of where those teams are at. The Boston, uh, Boston Bruins are definitely a hot team and um, in a tough division. So I think the Eastern Conference is kind of the tougher conference of the two right now. They do have a lot of obviously very good teams. So um, well, I'm excited to see how the second half of the season plays out with them. So who's going to meet in the Stanley Cup final 2019? 2019? Actually, before we do that, okay. I'll kind of um, list off our leaders as of right now. So goal leader Ovechkin, he has 30 goals right now. Assists Kucherov, he has 50 assists. Points, Kucherov, he has 71. And I kind of want to talk about, um, I know you had said, is Connor McDavid the best player? Um, I looked at, he has uh, 24 goals, 39 assists, and a total of 63 points. So he's in the talk, and he is definitely one of the best out there. But he is still young, trying to carry carry his Edmonton Oilers team at the age of, like, 21. So Yeah, looks like they're... Like they're twenty twenty and three right now, so they're five hundred, which is not not terrible. No, they're they're definitely struggling a little bit, and the Oilers have been kind of one of those teams that um, they're a little bit younger, so they take a little bit more to get going. But these teams, like with Kucherov and Ovechkin, those are experienced players, veteran players, so they usually take charge. And a veteran player that I kind of want to talk about, who was another hot name in the off season, was Eric Carlson, defenseman who signed with the Sharks. He only has three goals on the year, but he has 38 assists. So it kind of seems like he is a bust, but you could also argue that he's not because he is a different difference maker. And I was reading today, so he was on a 14-game assist streak, so he had an assist in at least 14 straight games, but he was also suspended for two of those games. So he, like in the games he's played, he has an assist, but <coughs> excuse me. They te- technically it doesn't count as a record streak for him. So to to say he's a bust, I wouldn't call him a bust, but I think he's definitely not doing as well as they thought he would, especially lining up with someone like Brent Burns. So still arguably two of the best defensemen in the league, and the Sharks are doing well this year. So. Even though his stats aren't showing a lot of goals, he's still feeding his team and 
helping out a lot. So I wouldn't call him a call him a bust, but I would definitely say that he's not producing as many points as at least Sharks fans and NHL fans would want to see. So with that being said, I'm kind of going to who we picked for making the playoffs. So the Western Conference was a little bit easier for me. I picked Lightning Leaves, Capitals, Bruins, Penguins. And then my wild cards, I actually picked the Islanders just because they do have uh, Coach Barry Trotz, who coached the Capitals to the Stanley Cup last year, and then he ended up taking over the Islanders this year. And I think that they'll be able to squeeze in. I'm not sure how big of a, uh, a playoff run they'll make, but I have them squeezing into the playoffs. And uh, same with the Canadians. I have them making it as well. I mean, Carey Price in the net, he's a great goalie, so he can definitely help carry a team. You have Who do you have for the Western side? I don't remember what I had. I, I made a list. <coughs> we were going we to do an NHL preview pro- podcast, but then things came up. We just never did. I don't remember what I had, so I could cheat. I'm looking at the standings right now. I could cheat and just say the top three of each one and then the next one for the wild card. But um, I don't know who I would pick, but I, I have my Stanley Cup matchup in mind, so I'll wait for you to get to that, and then I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. So then Eastern side, Pred Sharks, Knights Flames. I have the Wild squeezing in, and then... Of course you do. Yeah, I meant to put the Jets before them. So, because Jets are actually leading the Central Division, like I said earlier. They're a hot team. Last year, I was talking about how they kind of silently made their way into playoffs, but this year they have been a pretty hot team. So, they aren't going in quietly this year, and they should make the playoffs. And then the 6-7-8 spots I had the the wild squeezing in because they they went on a little bit of a rough patch there but they were at one point about number six in power rankings so they had a little bit of a rough patch there where they won maybe like one out of 12 games it was really ugly but I think they'll kind of turn it around and make their way back and then I also have the avalanche and I have the oilers sneaking in I have them somehow very late in the season making a run to get into the playoffs cool then what's your uh what is your stanley cup matchup or are you going to mine i am going to take from the eastern side this is tough because i'm gonna have to pick between pred sharks knights this is the western conference hmm? pred sharks knights are in the western eastern Vegas is in the East? Yes. Because they played the Capitals who are in the West. Capital Washington, D.C. is in the East. You got those mixed up. I did mix those up. I have them right on my other page. You're right. Whoops. Okay, so switch those around. So. It's, it's okay. We're tired. I get it. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I had it written down right on the other side. I was looking off of that one. I read it as Western on that one, too. Anyways. So, yes, I should have known that. Western, I have to pick between Pred Sharks Knights. And this one's tough. What about the Flames? The Flames, yes, they're a good team, but I just feel like the other three have more solid foundation. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Sharks. They have great def- great defensemen. Uh Marvin Jones is a great goalie. They have a lot of what? What is that face for? Because I was going to pick the Sharks. 
The Sharks are a great team, being led by Joe Pavelski out of Plover, Wisconsin. And he he is a great leader, great goal scorer. He's got a lot of great players surrounding him. Jumbo Joe. Yep, Jumbo Joe, Th- Joe Thornton. Uh, he's got Evander Kane, uh, Logan Couture, who is kind of on a rise right now. Just They have a great, solid team built around them. Predators are a hard team to beat out, but... I think they they seem to be not struggling, but they're just not as hot as they have been, at least in my opinion. And the Knights were actually one of the worst teams to start out this year, and they're on a rise now, but they definitely struggled, where the Sharks seem to have been pretty consistent. So I'm going to take the Sharks from the Western side and on the Eastern Conference side. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Leafs. So... I think the Lightning, yes, are the best team right now, but there's a reason why each series is seven games, and that's because with hockey, you never know what's going to happen. There could be uh, a tip or a weird bouncing puck, and one goal can make, an, make a difference. So I think that the Leafs have a great team. Austin Matthews is a great goal scorer, and uh, adding John Tavares, I think they have a great team built around them. So the Lightning obviously have great players, Kucherov, Stamkos, uh, Vasilevsky in the net, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the leaves as a bold pick right now. So I'm gonna have leaves and sharks in the Stanley Cup Finals, and whew, this is a hard one on who I'd pick. So you can say yours before I, you can say your matchup before I okay. pick mine. I took the sharks as uh, we were talking about earlier. Um, don't know why. I just I just felt like it, but I didn't think you were gonna pick them. So uh, I think the Sharks, and then I was like the Lightning, just because they are they are the best team. They are like the Warriors right now of the uh, NHL. They're just pretty much head and shoulders above everybody else as far as like wins right now and losses. So uh, I'm taking the Lightning, and I'll take the Lightning to win. And it's gonna come true because I picked the Caps last year to beat the year. So we'll see if that comes true. Mm-hmm. That's easy to pick the Caps though. They're a great team. They have everything you need. How come you didn't pick them last year? I don't remember who I picked last year. I probably picked the Blackhawks, who are one of the worst teams in the league right now, which I don't feel sorry saying because I'm a Wild fan. So <laughs> this is a tough one, who I would pick between the Leaves and the Sharks. Both very, very solid, complete teams, but I'm going to take the Sharks. They made their <laughs> they made their playoff run a couple years ago, and uh, two years in a row I had my heart broken by the Penguins because I was cheering for the Sharks one year and the Preds the next, and then the Penguins went back-to-back, so... I think the Sharks are going to make it back, and they're going to hoist the Stanley Cup because Joe Thornton is definitely one of the players, in my opinion, in this league that definitely deserves it, and I would like to see him win. So I'm going to take the Sharks. It's a bold pick, but you never know what can happen with hockey. So that's that's what I'm taking, Sharks to win it, and I'm going to take them in. They're going to win in six. All right. Sounds good. Yep. All right, so those are the three sports that we really covered probably the most here uh, on the He Said, She Said podcast. Um, so we're going to quickly just go over uh, kind of what happened in the ba- in baseball and, the co- and a couple of college sports. But uh, we'll, well, as we'll start with college football because the national championship just happened before 2019. So you just go over that. Uh, Clemson just destroyed Alabama. I almost didn't watch it because I thought it was just going to be another Alabama show. Oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't watch it because you were watching The Bachelor. I don't watch that kind of <laughs> stuff. Come on. Oh yeah, but Clemson um, just they they put it on Alabama. They uh, quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence, true freshman, uh, he's gonna make a lot of money when he goes to the NFL. 
He is really, really good. Yeah, there's already talk about. I see it all over Twitter. Like, all right, get ready to draft yeah. him. And I four saw, years. I saw tank for Trevor, and lose for Lawrence. Some couple ha- couple hashtags I saw already going around, but uh, he's he's the best true freshman I've ever seen, and that's not saying much because I've been around for 23 years. But um, I mean, he's the only f- true freshman ever to throw for 30 touchdown passes in a year, and he only started 11 games, 11 other 15. Uh, but yeah, Clemson and Alabama were head and shoulders above everybody the entire year. Um, they met in the finals, and Clemson proved that they were ready, ready for the big moments. Um, so Clemson and Alabama were obviously the two best teams of 2018, and Clemson proved they were number one. So uh, as far as, like, best players. Um, oh, who was it number eight from Clemson? The receiver. With the amazing catch. Yeah, I think his last name is Ross. Um, he's a freshman as well. So they're going to be good for a while, those two, Lawrence and Ross. But, yeah, they're um, already clicking now. They're going to be dangerous in these next three years that they have together, if they stay yeah. all four years of college and Heisen with Trophy no redshirt. Heisen Trophy winner Kyler Murray, um, Tua Tagovailoa. He uh, was second in the, in the Heisen Trophy ballot this year. Um, he won the national championship last year, coming off the bench to replace Jalen Hurts. And then we almost saw the reverse of that this year because – Tua was not playing well in the first half against Clemson, so some people kind of thought, "Wait, are we gonna see, are we gonna see them split, do reverse and switch to Jalen Hurts?" But never happened until like the the last drive when it didn't really matter when they're already down what forty four to eighteen or something like that. Um, but yeah, so forty four sixteen. So Clemson number one. That's probably the big, biggest story of the entire year is just Alabama being so dominant all year long and. Than getting absolutely routed by by Clemson. Um, got anything else to add? Not really. I came home from work probably around halftime, and I wasn't planning on turning on the game. And then I looked on Twitter, and I was like, maybe I should turn this on because it actually looks like Clemson is destroying Alabama, and then they continued to destroy Alabama. And the only thing I could think of was when the Hulk is smashing Loki, and then I was like, that's Clemson to Alabama right now, just beating them down and – it it wasn't close from what I saw. That was a ni- that's a nice verbal meme there for you. Nice yes. verbal meme. Yes, thank you. I tweeted it and it didn't get the love it deserved. But um, I I just want to give a shout out to Jonathan Taylor because he's a Badger and he ran for two thousand one hundred ninety four yards this year. So that was fun. Yeah, the really the only thing that we had to look forward to, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor is gonna be in the talk for the next few years, next couple of years. So I mean, next year he'll be a junior, so I'm guessing he'll leave after next year just because he'll be probably a top one of the top picks in the draft so hope not hope he stays all four years but when you're, not, d- when you're that good it's hard to pass up the nfl exactly but you never know depends on the character so yeah um going into next season obviously clemson has all the young talent it takes to win so i would not want to vote against them at this point so i could probably see them going back to back and if but if i see another alabama clemson matchup I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go crazy. That's probably what it's going to be. It'll be every year or so. It'll be every, they need every like, year a, until, like a second tier playoff. Yeah, it'll be every year until Saban retires. So, who knows? Yeah, I think, what was it? The There was some stat that I can't think of off the top of my head that I should have written down, but it's just coming to me now. Something about the last time that uh, Alabama lost. Some Oh, what was it? To LS, it was something with LSU when Saban was coaching for LSU. I think it might have been their biggest loss since then. 
Yeah. Because I, I know this is the biggest loss in the Saban era, so it could have been that. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Clemson and Alabama are head and shoulders above everybody. They're way above everybody. And it's going to be them again next year. It's going to happen. Which makes it boring. It's like watching the Cavs and the Warriors every year. Well, it won't happen this year, so. Yeah, that's because you think that the Bucks are going to win it all. <laughs> and Giannis hey. is going to walk out with that MVP trophy. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's okay. They are. It's is. doable. Huh? I'm huh? not arguing that it's not doable. It's going to happen, though. I'm talking it into existence. I'm talking it so I can make myself believe it. That's true. Yes, I got to say it enough times. I'm like, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, the Bucks are the best team in Wisconsin right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, they're kind of right there with another team. We'll go into the baseball right now. Uh, the Brewers almost went all the way to the World Series, but got tripped up in the uh, National League Championship Series against the Dodgers. But uh, the Red Sox won their um, fourth championship, fourth World Series title. Uh, in 16 years after not winning one for 100-and-something-odd years. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the biggest story. Uh, Bryce Harper is a free agent, one of the best players in the league. Does not have a team yet, has not signed. Um, yeah. I have baseball things to talk about. Uh, let's hear it. Let's Obviously, hear it. the biggest thing to happen in Minnesota, Joe Maurer finally retires. Very sad. And I swear if you do the want, 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 I will smack you for disrespect to Joe Maurer. But... <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Joe Maurer. Obviously, the only reason that Minnesota is on the map for baseball. Um, he, like, homegrown Minnesota kid. So, very emotional for Minnesota Twins fans because Did he, you cry? Yes, I did. It was really sad. And I'm not even that big of a baseball fan, but Joe Maurer just brings... Yes, that's exactly what it was like. speak now yeah <laughs> but yeah so that that's like the biggest baseball news at least in my world um we kind of saw foreshadowing of it when um he suited up as catcher in his last game uh at, oh my God, so sad. it it was really sad it was very emotional and um it wasn't confirmed that he was going to be retiring but uh to end the season like that it was it was really the perfect way his daughters were there and uh, the support of the city. It was incredible. And, I mean, all we can really do is thank Joe Maurer for everything he's done for Minnesota because he was kind of the only reason that they were as relevant as they were, in all honesty, a team that hasn't won since I've been alive, the only Minnesota team to ever win a championship. But I think it was nineteen ninety two, something like that. Um, Kirby Puckett, that's a, that's a name from the past. Yeah. So he, he was the reason that the Twins were kind of on the map. Uh, really great player, really great guy. So he'll be missed in the league, but that's my big baseball spiel. Is in honor of Joe Maurer, number seven. His number will be retired. So. 1991 World Series, Twins beat the Braves 4-3. So, to three. so, yes, I have never seen a championship in my life. It's fine. You're a Packer fan, so you're fine. Yeah. I mean, I get as long as the Vikings don't win one. Yeah, that that would be upsetting. I mean, if if we were talking about women's basketball, the Lynx. Lynx are, are a dynasty. They're the only dynasty that Minnesota's had. Oh, in a while. Bump my volume button there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you guys can hear that, but uh, yeah, our volume just went way up in our in our ears. So um, I apologize. So yeah, that's that's my little baseball spiel. That's really all I had. All right. And then I guess we'll go into bas college basketball. Um, stupid Duke got 
three top recruits in the entire nation this year, and they're all on the same team. Yeah, if I dumb. get one more, like, Xeon notification, Zion, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> my Aaron's going to kill me if I mispronounce his name again, but I literally, like, it seems like every other day I'm getting a notification about that kid. That yeah. kid who's, like, what, like, eight 18. feet tall and, like, 400 uh, pounds, just huge. pure muscle. Pure muscle. Muscle. Just a muscle. I can't talk either. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely the biggest story of the entire year. Duke's freshman class, um, one of the best freshman class classes uh, ever to come into college basketball. They're not undefeated, though. Nope. That ended undefeated. pretty early. I have a bet with one of my uh, guys that works for me. I have a bet that they're not going to make the Final Four, which I'm kind of scared about right now. Because uh, freshman teams, freshman-led teams don't usually do that well in the tournament. So I made a bet before I saw them play. And now I see them play, and they're really, really good with uh, – J.T. Barrett, Zion, and Cam Reddish. Even, yeah, being um, that every notification I get is about a Zion windmill dunk. Yeah, he's, he's, so. he's insane. <laughs> Going to be the first pick in the draft. Um, I mean, Villanova won the championship last year. Um, two titles in three years. Um, but Duke, they're, they're the best team in and the this league. This hurts to talk about it as a North it. Carolina fan, doesn't I it? it? I hate it so much. Um, hate it so, so much. I, I love watching them, but I hate that I love watching them because I hate, don't like Duke, but they're so they're so good. I really don't like watching them, but I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, 2019 champ. Who are you going to pick? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I'll pick Duke. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about college I, basketball right now. <laughs> I'm going to pick. So there hasn't been, like, a new national champion in a long time, like someone that – a team that has never won – a national championship has won another one. So I think – let me take a look if I can figure this out. You're going to want the first-time champion this year or what? Yeah, I think a team that has never won one is going to win this year. Let's see, Villanova, Carolina, Duke. Villanova, Carolina, Villanova, Duke, Connecticut, Louisville, Kentucky. Let's see if I figure it out. It was Florida. 2005, 2006, when Florida won. Um, that was the last time a team won their first national championship. Like the Gators? Yeah. Chomp, chomp, let's go. So <laughs> – that when that team won, that was the last time a team won the first national championship for basketball. I think it's going to happen this year. I'm going to pick Tennessee to win the national championship. Tennessee. Tennessee. Because there's only 10 I see. Ha! <laughs> 10. Ha. <laughs> um, classic joke. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. Just stupid Duke. Stupid Duke. Stupid Duke. That's, that's their new name. The Duke's Stupid Devils. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Push that button for yourself. That was pretty lame. I'm surprised you didn't make your Kitchen Baker joke earlier when we were talking about football head coaches. Yeah. I mean, it's on Twitter, so people can see it. But uh, I was I saw that Freddie Kitchens, another offensive mind, got hired as head coach for the Browns. And it was, uh, well, you know, you know what they say. Every baker needs a kitchen. There you go. That was a lot better than your... Duke stupid devils. I know. It wasn't trying to be good, but it, it, it got the job done. It got the job done. Yes. Um, Your rivalry with Aaron continues. Yep. And Carolina's decent this year, but they're not good enough to win the championship. So I just don't want Duke to do it. So you you say that you bet that Duke won't make Final Four, so who would you put into the Final Four? Did you okay, plan I th- that out? I kind of thought about this. Let me think of Look at the standings right now, so I don't forget anybody. Um, let me do Tennessee, obviously Tennessee. Yeah, because they can't be, they can't win if they don't win. Exactly, that's that's a given. Uh, Virginia, they, they're com- going to come back strong after taking that L to the 16th seed last year to UMBC. Um, 
Give me Gonzaga. They can make it to the final four. They're a really, really good team. Are they year. the ones that beat Duke? They beat Duke, correct. And I want I don't want to pick a team that is like way up there because I want to pick like a sleeper team because all three of those teams I picked are probably going to be like one or two seeds. So I want because it usually doesn't happen where all one two seeds make it up there um, to the final four. So let me take who could make a run. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go out on a very wide limb. I'm going to take Marquette because they have uh, their they're pretty good this year. They they score a ton of points, and Marcus Howard is one of the best guards in the in the uh, NCAA right now. And he could go on if he goes on like a uh, a Kemba Walker or a Shabazz Napier type run. He can take Marquette to the Final Four, and eh, why not? Why, why not? not? Why not? I mean, if you score a lot of points. Exactly, they score a lot of points. That definitely helps when you're trying to win. All you gotta do is score more points than the other team, right? Exactly. <laughs> and if they score a lot of points, like they they are they've already had a couple uh, couple nice wins. They beat the they beat the Badgers. Um, they only lost to Kansas by like nine points, who's a really good team. Um, they did kind of get um, destroyed by St. John's, but um, yeah, why not? Why not Marquette? Why not? Sure, we'll put Marquette in there. Um. Yeah. Anything else you got for college basketball? No. All right. Oh, that's the final buzzer on our episode this week, guys. Oh my gosh, that was so <laughs> cheesy. Uh, I've been waiting all episode to do that. Waiting. Wow. I've just been waiting. I did not know that was coming. I am so sorry, listeners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's probably something cheesy that I would have done, and you would have made fun of me for it too. You're right, but I thought of it, so it's better. If that's what you want to say. All right. So um, I guess next week we'll be back with our regular episode, kind of discussing what happened in the past week. Pick six will probably make a return next week if we can get that done. Um, but, yeah, second round of the NFL playoffs coming up this week. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot to talk about with that. So, yes, New Year's resolution. We are going to try and stay on track to put out an episode every week. 52 weeks. Let's go. Well, we're already behind. 51 weeks. Let's go. <laughs> We're already behind on our New Year's resolution, guys. Uh, it's okay. I procrastinate everything, and procrastinating is never on my New Year's resolution because I'll never get over it. So Exactly. So I guess what we can do is um, kind of tell you where you can find us on social media. We'll keep up on the sports and social media, so we can uh, want to interact with us on there. Go right ahead. Uh, Jen, where can we find us on the, on the medias? On the medias. All right. Twitter, you can find... Our podcast at HSSSpod. Uh, you can also find our Instagram there. Uh, Facebook is HSSPodcast. And our personal accounts, you can find me at Big Mac underscore four. Tony, where can they find you? I'm at Tony B. Castle. All right. So that's where you can find us. So stay tuned. Listen to uh, this episode and hopefully we hear back from you. Uh, get some good feedback. Make sure that you're. Uh, sharing, liking, rating, yep, all that good stuff that we fill your ear with at the end of these episodes. Yeah, and if you're a Packer fan and you think Janelle's good on this this uh, this podcast, you gotta check out the Packer Day podcast. Uh, Jen is a uh, host on there as well, so you can check her out on there as well. Yeah, uh, thanks for the plug right there. Yeah, go listen to Packer Day podcast. It's a 365 Packers podcast, so there's content every day by. 
uh, myself and fellow contributors run by Andy Herman from Cheesehead TV. So you can find that on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. So yeah, you can listen to me there. I'm on every other Tuesday except for this last Tuesday because of the breaking news with with Matt Lafleur. Yeah, I had my uh, Joe Philbin episode. I'll record with my partner Matt and. I'm at work, and all of a sudden I get the news that Matt LaFleur is hired, so my episode got pulled, and you didn't hear from me, so <laughs> I know, so, you, so won't hear, you won't hear from me this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday I'll be back on there, so give it a, uh, give it a listen, and yeah, it's my life, but <laughs> yeah, you can uh, listen to that uh, any day, but if you want to hear me, uh, I am on every other Tuesday, so give that a follow, give that a listen, like, share, subscribe there as well. All right, yeah, anything else we get out here? That is it. All right, so I guess uh, until next week. Later. Later.